Right now in the lineup, a developing story in the Pennsylvania suburbs. At least six people are still accounted for after a raging house fire and shooting that left two police officers hurt. Out of the dark when the famed lights of Boathouse Row will glow again, plus how you can book them to sparkle any way you'd like. Hey, it may not feel like it outside, but it's almost baseball season. And before the Phillies get to Clearwater, their spring training essentials have to arrive first. NBC 10's Matt DeLucia shows us the truck day fun. Those stories and more on today's edition of The Lineup. It's Thursday, February 8th, 2024. The Lineup is brought to you by TD Bank, America's most convenient bank. Hey, everyone. I'm NBC 10's Keith Jones. I'm NBC 10's Erin Coleman. Let's get you up to speed with what you need to know today. We're following the developing story out of yeah. Delaware County. At least six people are unaccounted for after a home went up in flames in East Lansdowne. So we know before that house was set on fire, somebody inside shot two police officers. NBC 10's Brenna Wyke has the latest. Right now, authorities say six to eight people are still unaccounted for after this police shootout turned into a house fire in East Lansdowne yesterday afternoon. This morning, we're starting to see a little bit more movement as day breaks and police start to investigate as this fire is now out. Firefighters and police say they would begin that search for potential victims sometime today. It all started yesterday when police got a call that an 11-year-old had been shot. Officers responded and someone immediately started shooting at them, hitting one East Lansdowne officer and one officer from Lansdowne. Upper Darby police came in as backup and ran toward the gunfire with ballistic shields to bring those injured officers out of harm's way. They are both expected to make a full recovery. Minutes after those officers were shot, the third floor of the building went up in flames. Police were unable to get inside and look for that apparent 11-year-old victim or engage with the shooter because of the raging fire and thick smoke. Neighbors watched the chaotic scene unfolding. All the cops was coming with guns, rifles out, and I said, close the door, leave the groceries. My hood was up and my car was open. It's happening too much in our community. You know, you just wonder when it's going to stop. Where's the humanity? Firefighters and officers are hoping to be able to get inside this home as the fire is now out. But they were waiting until it was safe to do so sometime this morning to search for those six to eight people still unaccounted for. And, of course, learn more about who that shooter was and why they opened fire yesterday in the first place. Reporting from East Lansdowne, Brenna White, NBC10 News. All right, Brenna, thanks. Count on, count on NBC10 for continuing coverage of this story. We'll bring you the very latest for the search for the missing family members and the condition of the officers who were shot. Follow us on air and on the free NBC10 app. A woman is facing charges for allegedly abusing and neglecting children at her unlicensed daycare. Officers say she was running the center out of her basement in northeast Philadelphia. According to court documents, the parents of nine children reported Edna Lightheart back in September. Lightheart is accused of unlawfully restraining the children in car seats or high chairs for five to nine hours a day. Investigators say an older child told them he witnessed the kids being left, sometimes crying all alone in a separate room. Neighbors we spoke to say they were shocked to hear the allegations. I just felt really sick to my stomach because we were thinking about asking her to watch our daughter when I was going back to work. The lawyer for Lightheart said she denies the allegations. Lightheart is out on bond, but she cannot operate a daycare in her home while this investigation mm. continues. Pennsylvania lawmakers have extended a disaster emergency proclamation for last year's I-95 overpass collapse in northeast Philadelphia. The emergency is now in effect until May 29th. The declaration allows the state to keep using emergency funding and streamline the rules for repair work. 
It is almost times. Philly spring training right around the corner, but they can't play without their equipment. Yeah, 28-foot trailer filled with bats and balls will head to Florida today. NBC10's Matt DeLucia was at Citizens Bank Park as it was being packed this morning. Spring training is around the corner and the work is being done right now to get all of this equipment and personal gear onto the trailers to head to Clearwater, Florida. We have everything from golf clubs. We have video equipment. We have hats, shirts, pants, gloves. Look at all this luggage for the players, for the coaches, for the staff, everything that the Phillies need. Look, we even have bicycles and a basketball net over there so that the, the guys down there can have some fun. But all in this area right here, we have all of the gear, and 13 guys are going to be taking four to five hours to load all of this stuff onto the trailers and then head on down to Florida for spring training. So a lot of work that has gone into this. The work actually began after the Phillies lost in the NLCS back in October, but you see all of this gear here in the clubhouse, just thousands of pounds of stuff that has to be loaded onto the trailers, including 2,400 of these baseball. So baseball season is almost here. We're at the ballpark. Matt DeLucia, NBC10 News. Go Phils. <laughs> Can't believe it. All right. Go Phils for sure. A local talent will be playing in the big game this weekend. Oh, but we're uh, not talking about the Super Bowl. We're going to introduce you to the South Jersey Dog making a Puppy Bowl appearance that's coming up. We're back in 30 seconds. Here we go. Here I go again. Introducing the all-new TD Clear credit card with no late fees and no interest, just a simple monthly fee. That's predictability, even when expenses aren't. Four dollars? That's bananas. It's a pair. Oh, man. The all-new TD Clear credit card. That's how credit can be unexpectedly human. Call 1-844-TD-CLEAR for details about credit costs and terms. This morning on Building Philadelphia, we're taking you to South Philadelphia, where a former refinery site is promising thousands of new jobs. Yeah, it's one of the largest plots of land in Philadelphia and the biggest development project the city's seen in decades. NBC10's Randy Hall takes us back to that massive refinery fire that captured the nation's attention. It was barely 4 a.m. June 2018 when aging pipes failed and vapors at the refinery ignited. Oh my gosh, well, again, look at this, guys. Look at this video right now. The fireball sent debris flying, nearly killed workers, and changed the course of Philadelphia history. NBC 10 on scene that morning. And you know, we've been talking to neighbors here who've lived in the shadow of this refinery. I'll show you exactly how close. These are some homes on 28th Street, and if we pan over to the left, there is the fire. And then you said you looked over the bridge, you could see the fire? Yes. Describe that for me. It was like, it was like balls up in the air, like fireball. Really? Uh-huh. Uh, what went through your head when you saw that? I thought it was a meteor or something like well, since then, so much has changed. The refinery has since closed, the company has gone bankrupt, and now a massive new project is taking shape right here, led by Chicago-based Hilco. It's set to transform this part of South Philadelphia from an oil and gas polluter to a logistics and e-commerce hub. Local leaders praising this project after years of complaints from neighbors. This site has been the number one polluter of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and on the East Coast. It is now no longer the number one polluter, but it actually has reduced emissions. 
It's now called the Bellwether District. You can actually see the massive plot of land taking off from PHL. It's almost the size of Center City, and within months, the first warehouses will go vertical. I can't think of a better place to be than right here at the Bellwether District. Pennsylvania's governor saying this project positions Philadelphia at the heart of the ongoing shipping and logistics boom. Think about the uniqueness of this location connected to downtown, our universities, Philadelphia International Airport, and just a couple hour drive from 25% of the American population. While activists and neighbors watching closely in places like Point Breeze. This 1,300 acre site is the biggest redevelopment in over 300 years in Philly. While construction has started, more public meetings are also scheduled. The next one is March 26th, with some lingering concerns about the safety of soil here and groundwater, and a lot of questions about all those promised new jobs. In South Philadelphia, Randy Gyllenhaal, NBC 10 News. The last installment of our Building Philadelphia series is tomorrow with a look at what will soon greet train riders at 30th Street Station. The iconic and imposing train hub is getting a half a billion dollar makeover. See the modern transformation that's coming soon that Amtrak says won't jeopardize the station's character. That's really important. Tomorrow okay. morning, 6 a.m. on NBC 10 News Today. It's a beautiful building there. Yes. All right, after uh, nearly a year in the dark, the iconic lights at Boathouse Row are about to glow again. Yeah, workers have spent the past 12 months upgrading to a new LED lighting system that could be programmed with 16 million color combinations. The new lights will also require much less maintenance. And for a nice chunk of change, people can book the lights for birthdays and other special events. Officials say it'll cost between $1,000 and $6,000. A relighting ceremony has been set for March 7th. How would you know it's for a birthday? Just, it's like multicolored. You just have know. to guess, I guess. Yeah. It'd be significant like, to like the a... one person who programmed it. I know. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's weird. Stuff, unless it's like one, you know, unique color for some kind of like fundraising event or some kind of well, organization. Well, yes, but for like, the organizations, yes, you can get, investment. yes, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, if you're not in the mood to watch the Chiefs, the Niners, it's not your cup of tea, right? Watch a local dog play in the puppy bowl instead. Meet Jake Waffles, a.k.a. Cronut. <laughs> He's a nine-month-old Sharpay who up until a few months ago didn't have a home. The Civic family in Cherry Hill first fostered Cronut, but just this past weekend they officially adopted him. He's already a celebrity in the neighborhood, too. It was the 20th anniversary of the Cronut and the 20th anniversary of the puppy bowl. So that's how his name Cronut became a thing. <laughs> and the chefs that had in culinary, they baked a special cronut in honor of cronut <laughs> that they recently sold to raise money for pets in need of homes. The head of Sharpay Rescue of Virginia, where cronut came from, says shelters all over the country really need help right now. We need people who will help us with foster care and help us with transportation. And we need volunteers after the, um, the COVID epidemic we lost quite a few of our foster homes and volunteers, and we're just trying to build that back up again. Cronut's appearance in the Puppy Bowl will be this Sunday, 2 p.m., Animal Planet. Go, Cronut. <laughs> That's right. Cronut is definitely a puppy, incredibly rambunctious. Strong. He's going after legs here. It should be an interesting appearance on he, TV. He's strong. <laughs> Look at his face, yeah, he's though. Cute, he's right? cute. Adorable pup. Yeah. All right. That does it for today's <laughs> edition of The Lineup. For Aaron Coleman, I'm Keith Jones. Where we can get NBC 10 News updates right here on the NBC 10 app and catch us weekday mornings from 4 to 7 a.m. Have a great day. See you guys.